So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I'm going to continue with our series on how to pray. It's a look at key aspects surrounding uh, the prayer life of a believer, as well as a few types of prayers, which the pastoral team and I will be unpacking over the next two weeks. Uh, Pastor Israel set the series up so well for us yesterday in giving us three guidelines in terms of what a healthy prayer life looks like. And as a brief recap, those were to keep it simple, to keep it real, and to keep it up, to keep it going. Which is what, you know, which is um, a great reminder when it comes to our communication with God. And that's essentially what prayer is. It's communicating with the Father in an honest, loving and ongoing way. You know, note how the Lord Jesus um, says when he teaches the Lord's Prayer, he says when you pray. So the assumption there being that we will pray, right? It should be a natural characteristic of the, in, in the life of a believer. It should be something that comes naturally to us, this, this communication with the Father. And it's not something that is optional to do when we feel like it. It's something that we ought to do on an ongoing basis. As we live in this ongoing, developing, growing relationship with Jesus, relationship with Jesus, that's really important, um, as our Savior and as the leader of our lives. We're not in a religion with Him, we're in a relationship with Him. And so prayer, communication, should be a natural byproduct of that relationship. And so for this morning's devotion, I want to build on that idea um, of asking the Lord to teach us to pray. This is what the disciples asked him in, in Luke chapter 11, um, when just before he shares on the Lord's Prayer, they say to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And I want to talk about the positioning of the believer when we pray to God. <clears throat> you know, positioning is very important when it comes to our prayer life. And the two kinds of of spiritual positioning that I want to talk about this morning is firstly, where and how we position ourselves in relation to how God views us and how we view God. You know, in other words, our mindset towards our relationship with him. And then secondly, how do we position ourselves to apprehend that which we have been given as a result of this relationship with God? So firstly, how do we position ourselves in relation to God, to who God is and to who we are? And then how do we position ourselves to apprehend or take hold of that which God has given us as a result of this relationship with him? And I think those are two crucially important ideas that will radically shape the way that we pray. Because from time to time, we may, we may tend to forget or get distracted from, you know, who God actually is. Sometimes we get distracted from what, he, what his desires are for us or who we are or even perhaps what we have received in Christ. And all of these things affect the way that we approach prayer and, and our prayer walk with God, our, our, our daily communication with him. And in faith, we want to make sure that we don't spend time praying from the incorrect position. You know, the Pharisees in this example in Luke chapter 11, they were praying from the incorrect position. You know, they would stand on the street corners and use lofty words and bold speech. You see, they were praying from the position of pride. And we know what Jesus says about them, right? And also, we don't want to spend time praying from the incorrect position of forgetting what we have already received in him. And so let's have a look at these two um, concepts together. And I'm going to share a few scriptures that unpack uh, how this relates to our positioning um, in our lives in, in terms of our prayer walk with God to ensure that we walk in a healthy prayer life with Jesus. So the first one's from Isaiah chapter 40. It's a very well-known passage of scripture. And we're going to read from verses 26 to 29. Firstly, we're going to look at our positioning in terms of how we view God and how he views us in our relationship with him. Look at Isaiah 40, verse 26 to 29. It says, look up and see. Who created these? 
He brings out the stars by number. He calls them all by name. Because of his great power and strength, not one of them is missing. Man, that is so beautifully descriptive. Jacob, why do you say, and, and Israel, why, why do you assert my way is hidden from the Lord and my claim is ignored by my God? Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. That is such a great reminder to always keep in mind who it is that we are praying to. You know, our positioning relative to God. You know, you, we're, we're, on a, we're on a one-to-one basis. We're on a first-name basis, if you will, with the creator of the universe. And we've heard that so many times before, but every now and then it's good just to be reminded of this simple, simple truth. He's not just the proverbial, you know, man upstairs that the world might sometimes paint him out to be, paint this picture of who he is. He's not just a nice guy, you know, who gives us nice things when we're good or who gives us bad things when we're bad. That kind of thinking sounds easy enough to identify, but sometimes our prayers can have subtle hints of that kind of thinking, don't they? It creeps in in the smallest ways. You know, we have a good day and by default we think it must be because God is in a good mood, you know, or we've done good things. Or conversely, things go wrong and we think, you know, God is punishing us somehow because of a mistake or two that we made. And then we're praying, you know, oh Lord, please forgive me. Please turn away your anger from me. Please, you know, don't let these robots be read again on the way to work. Or even, you know, there's this mindset that sometimes creeps in where we feel like, you know, we need to tick the box of doing our quiet time, praying our prayers, you know, checking in at church, giving a little bit here and there, and that somehow God will bless us through that. No, you see, we don't go to church. We don't give. We don't spend time in prayer so that God will bless us. We do all those things because he has already blessed us. And we gather as the church on Sunday to celebrate the good things that God has done and to worship him, to bring our thanksgiving as the church. And when the Holy Spirit is in us, which he is, he's alive and active in each of the believers. There's power when we gather, when we give, when we sow, when we spend time in prayer because of what God has already done. And that's a crucially important mindset to bear in mind. And we need to be mindful that God is the creator of the universe. He is the only God. He is the beginning and the end. He is the risen king. His understanding is unsearchable. There's no limit to it. Yet, he is fully knowable in the exact representation of his son, Jesus. It's a prayer-shaping thing, isn't it, to remind ourselves of the majesty of God when we communicate with him. Not in the way that he can, you know, that he's out of reach, we can never access him or that he's someone to be fearful of, but that we have access to so great a power and so great a friend in our honest, heartfelt uh, words, our communication, and meditation of our heart to him. We as believers need to remind ourselves in the same way that God doesn't need our worship to be God. He doesn't need our prayers to be God. We need to remind ourselves that he is God. And we remind ourselves of that truth when we worship, when we pray, when we give, when we do all these things. He is already glorious and he is already God all by himself. We need to remind ourselves that we should worship him because that's healthy for us. We should pray to him because that's good for our souls. And then secondly, let's also ensure that we position ourselves correctly in our prayer life in order that we can apprehend the things that God has already released over us. And we can already receive and apprehend, take hold of that which God has already given to us. Look at Ephesians 1 verse 18 to 19. This is the Apostle Paul praying for the church. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? 
according to the mighty working of his strength. You know, I'm amazed at how often in my own walk, walk with the Lord, I've prayed uh, in innocence. I've prayed prayers for things that I've already received. You know, Lord, bless this day. You know, or Lord, please take away my anxiety. Please give me peace. When actually, if we take hold of scriptures like Ephesians 1 verse 3 that says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Or verses like Philippians 4, 6 that say, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, with uh, through prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If we pray, if we remember those scriptures, if we were mindful of those scriptures, <clears throat> we would realize that we don't actually have to assume the position of undeserving, incomplete, you know, almost orphans spiritually who need to kind of beg their father for something. Whereas we can actually totally and with absolute confidence assume the position of children adopted into the family of God through, through Jesus Christ, sons and daughters, and take up our position as having fully received everything we need in Christ. And pray instead, our Father, thank you that I am blessed. Thank you that you have blessed this day. Show me how to be a blessing to others today. Oh Lord, thank you that your word says your peace will guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I give you my anxiety and I receive the peace that you have already released over me. And I really believe that as we begin to position ourselves correctly in our true identity as children, children of God, secured in him, we would begin to apprehend and make our own more of the amazing things that God has in store for those who love him. And I'll close with this thought this morning, but I wonder how different our lives would be. I wonder what our worlds would look like if we as believers lived in the correct spiritual position and prayed more often from a place of victory and authority in Christ and apprehended that which he has already released over us. What would our world look like, Father's house, if we moved forward with that kind of confidence in our identity in Christ. So I hope that was something to encourage you this morning with, um, just to think about our positioning and just reminding ourselves who it is that we are praying to and and um, and, and really opening up to, to receive that which God has already released over us. Something to think about this morning as we head into the rest of our day. So I'm gonna take a moment to pray for us uh, before we head on out with the rest of our Tuesday. And then we'll, um, we'll, we'll start tomorrow with the different kinds of prayers that... Um, that Pastor Dean and, and George and the rest of the team will be, will be sharing over the next two weeks. So let's take a moment to, uh, to uh, pray together as we, as we, as we close. Yeah, Lord, thank you so much that you have called us your own. You have called us your sons and your daughters. Father, there's nothing more that you need to do. You have already purchased our salvation on the cross 2,000 years ago. You've already purchased our freedom. You've already given us peace. And Father, we pray for fresh mindsets this morning to position ourselves correctly, not as orphans and beggars, but as children, as sons and daughters that have already received from you the fullness of everything we need. Lord, your word says that we have everything we need for life and godliness in you. And we pray that we would begin to apprehend these truths and live in these truths. And may that affect the way that we communicate with you, Father. Lord, we desire an honest, ongoing relationship with you, an intimate one a truthful one. And we pray that the words of our heart and the, the, the meditation, the words of our mouths and the meditation of our heart would be acceptable in your sight. Lord Jesus, our strength and our redeemer. Father, thank you that you have already blessed this day. We step forward with confidence, looking forward for opportunities to be a blessing to others, to honor you with everything we are. And we thank you, Father, that, that in you, we can have peace, we can have joy, we can have everything we need, Lord. 
And we honor you for that this morning, Father. We thank you so much for your spirit that is leading us and guiding us in this process every step of the way. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.